Welcome to the second of five special instalments that are going out through the course of this week. Uh, if you remember, the question that we are grappling with together is what on earth will history say about the church in this moment? Basically, what I'm trying to help you see is that through all the various challenges we're facing, there are also some huge opportunities that through it all, I don't want us to look back on in years to come and regret not making the most of them while we had the chance. Now, of course, there's plenty more that could be said about all of this. But to keep it simple, I've got five basic encouragements I'd love us all to take on board and try and practically live out of in the weeks and months to come. Yesterday, if you recall, we kicked this off by looking at how this is an opportunity for self-reflection. Today, we're going to see how, contrary to how things may appear on the surface, this is also actually an opportunity for us to strengthen our relationships. Now, uh, you're going to need to bear with me on this one, but I don't actually think the problems of self-isolating and social distancing are particularly new to us. I think it's fair to say that way before coronavirus ever came along, we already lived in one of the most individualistic and lonely cultures on the planet. And really to compound matters, as many of you know from personal experience, there is something about living in a city like we do here in Birmingham that breeds loneliness. It's like you're, you're surrounded by tens of thousands of people the whole time, but they're pretty much all strangers to you. Because cities are these transient places, people coming and going the whole time, it can be a real struggle, can't it, to develop any in-depth, long-term relationships. It's like we're reluctant to go deeper with people because we don't think either we or they are going to be around for very long. Now, on another occasion, I've referred to this research that was done by a Canadian psychologist on the London Blitz in the early 1940s that discovered that the rates of depression went down across the city during the Nazi bombardment. And after the bombing had finished, they shot back up again. And his interpretation wasn't that humans have this perverse love of being bombed out of their houses, but that the sense of community in air raid shelters brought the whole city together for a season. Now, I know that we cannot be together in quite the same way right now. But technology does provide a way for us to connect in ways that previous generations never could. And I'm aware it feels a little awkward and it can feel ever so slightly clunky to start off with. But let's have the courage to try and embrace the numerous creative opportunities that we're going to have to build greater relational commitment through the days, weeks and months to come. You know, one of my favourite descriptions of how a church looks when it's functioning well is found in the book of Acts, right at the beginning, Acts 2, verses 42 through to 47. Really, at times like this, I suggest we need to allow these verses to speak to us and challenge us. Have a listen to what they say. All of the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. A deep sense of awe came over them all, and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. And all the believers met together in one place and shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. They worshipped together at the temple each day, met in the homes for the Lord's Supper, and shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. Don't know what you think. 
I suggest this is just a superb picture of a church that is prioritising relationships. This isn't merely a meeting in a group once a week and attending a service occasionally. These are people committed to daily fellowship and loving one another. Not just caring for themselves or simply looking out for their own needs, but a community that prioritise one another. At a time like this, I think we can go one of two ways. We can either cut ourselves off from all community and end up being totally isolated, or we can seize hold of the opportunity to root deeper into community. At a time where we absolutely need to wholeheartedly adhere to all the different government guidelines regarding social distancing, let's just as wholeheartedly pursue social closeness using all the technology that's available to us. And where perhaps many of us will be self-isolating over the next few months, why don't we also determine to be intentional about self-connecting with others in the church? Why don't you just dream with me for a moment? If we determine together to make the most of the opportunity that's in front of us to strengthen relationships, it could just be that the individualism and loneliness that currently blight our society end up becoming a thing of the past. Now, of course, you can't decide how everyone else is going to react. But why don't you resolve today that you are going to do everything you can to deepen relationships through the challenging times that lie ahead.